it's insane how dominant of a player he is because for the longest time, like you have your top maybe five players and they kind of beat each other out. And, you know, someone plays really well on this course, another plays really well on this course or whatever. And so it seems fairly even, but Tiger Woods was so good that it didn't even matter necessarily where he played. He would just dominate for like a decade and a half. Like that was just how he was. And that was like crazy because nobody had really fully seen that to that degree before, especially with the amount of competition and amazing players he was playing against and he was still dominating. And so that's, I think, what's cool is watching someone like Tiger Woods. He really changed the game. Eldrick Tiger Woods, a golf legend. He started playing professionally in 1996 and won his first Masters tournament just one year later. The Masters tournament is like the granddaddy of them all. I'm not sure if anybody else has ever done that. The guy is nothing short of an amazing golfer. And let's be honest, he's the reason we all started watching golf. Not only did Tiger influence men's golf, he also had a huge influence on women's golf. That voice that you heard earlier, the girl that was talking, her name is Lacey. She, like many golfers today, were born in the era of Tiger Woods. With golf, it was like, I mean, there's like hundreds upon hundreds of golf courses. So like, no matter where you play, it's going to be different. Even if you play the same course over and over again, it's like you can play it so differently that it kept it exciting and interesting, as well as to see yourself with your scores continually like improve and you can actually see yourself improving from like a year ago. Like that was a really cool concept to me. Um, So yeah, so that's kind of how I started to guide more into the golf was I just never got bored. I always wanted more. And I always wanted to continue to like go out and play, even if it was by myself. And I think I made really great friendships too through it. Um, Cause it was like the only sport where like I could be joking around with my competitors while we're like in a tournament and it's like fine, you know, like in soccer, it's like you're bumping into everybody and like trying to tackle people it feels like. And so I like loved that even though I'm like being competitive with someone, I can still like be their friend too. Like there's kind of that mutual balance. So And whenever somebody would win of our friend group or whatever, it's like everyone was excited for them. Like that just camaraderie I had never really felt before. Um, So, yeah, that's basically kind of, I think, why I drew more towards golf. It looks like a simple game per se, like it does. But until you actually play it, will you understand why the professionals that you watch are so good? Like it's something about beating the golf course like that's what a lot of golfers will say is when you go out and play your goal is not to beat necessarily obviously you want to win and beat everyone around you but your purpose should be to beat the golf course meaning like do better on it than you did before or for me at at the end of my career it's like I want to shoot under par par is 72 and that's you know your normal if you if you play a lot even shooting par is really difficult for most people. So it's like, if I shoot under par, I just tore up that course and you make a sick birdie putt, meaning like, oh, this par four, like, well, I got it in in three versus four. Like I'm supposed to, like, I just, it's this like meaning of just 
beating the expectations, I think, is what makes it exciting. When you find that thing that feels really good whenever you do it, you just want to keep going. We all find that thing at different ages and different times in life. It's such a gift, in my opinion, to find it when you're young and to be able to grow in it and grow with it. In junior golf, I was on a team. We won our state championship three years in a row at in Texas, which was amazing. I had amazing teammates, really great group. So I was the only one from that team that actually went to the college level. They totally could have. They just, their lives just went in a different direction. They didn't really want to do it anymore, but they were still wanting to be competitive in golf in high school. So that was really cool. I won this tournament called the Starburst. It's this big tournament in Texas that's um, super fun. Starburst hosts it for junior golfers. And I won that and I, at the time, so my trophy was a flag and it was like the Starburst flag and it had Jordan Spieth, who's a professional golfer. He signed it. But at the time he hadn't won any majors yet. And that following year, he won the masters like and dominated. It was like really cool. So I still have that flag because I'm like, it's worth a lot of money now, but, (laughs) but yeah, it was cool. So, but then as I kind of went into the recruiting process, I played in like a lot of different tournaments all over the country. I played in these tournaments called AJGAs, which are basically your higher level tournaments. If you win an AJGA, you're probably going D1. Like that's just kind of how those tournaments run, which thankfully I was able to get to play in a couple of them. Um, by competing in those regional tournaments and doing well enough. But I mean, I got completely dominated up at the AJGA level. It was, it was so much fun though, like getting to play with all these players who are like going to the University of Arkansas or LSU or OU. Like I, I got to play with really incredible girls that really kind of inspired me. Like, whoa, like these girls know how to play. Like I, I want to get to that level too, but it's a little late for me now because I'm like junior, senior in high school. So it's like, it's okay. I'll get there in college, I guess. Once I made it to college, I, my freshman and sophomore year, I played at the University of Montevallo in Alabama. Wonderful school, wonderful golf program. Um, really loved my team. We were like all really close. It was like a family kind of environment. My freshman year was kind of weird because I was like a freshman who had made it on the top five of our our team, which was basically, there was about 11 of us, I think, or 10, something like that. And the top five players actually go and play at tournaments, um, like and travel and, and things like that to compete. And you're always trying to beat your team teammates, you know, um, to make it onto that top five so that you can actually compete and play. And so I, as a freshman made it onto the top five, which was super cool, but it was, also very interesting because I was with four seniors so it was like a little dinky freshman me who's never played college golf before with these four super experienced amazing players they were awesome though they taught me a lot Um, they were amazing players amazing people and um, just really helped me to learn how to focus and how to work really hard so it's kind of cool having that as like my first year because I just learned a lot Um, and I played really well. We made it to super regionals, um, which is like one step before nationals. And for a school that has like 2000 students, really small, like out in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, like for the fact that we were even able to make it to that, that super regionals, um, 
and get ranked in the top 12 of our region. I think we went in as like seven or eight. So um, it was like a really cool accomplishment. And I got to play with some of the top players in D2 golf. So um, yeah, and I did really well there, but it was just it was, it was crazy. It was, I was so overwhelmed <laughs> with like everything, everyone I would seem to be playing with was like seniors. And I was like, Oh my gosh, where are the freshmen? I'm like, how did I, how did I get here? <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. But then I ended up transferring to Western after my sophomore year, uh, Western Washington university go bikes. Um, and so <laughs> they're awesome. Loved that team really successful as well. Um, my junior year, I ended up winning the GNAC conference championship individually, which was really cool. That was a big accomplishment for me. That was a goal I had set from my transfer year. Like that's going to be kind of what I want to do before I graduate. Um, I was like, I got two years to do it. Let's make it happen. Um, my senior year got cut short because of COVID. So I don't, I don't know if I would have been able to repeat who knows, but but it was cool just kind of getting to accomplish that at least before COVID hit and our GNAC championship got canceled. Lacey was able to accomplish her goal in her junior season. She was able to go to the golf national championship and win. Winning a national championship is not easy. And for those of you that have been there, you know what it's like. You know what the pressure is like. You could leave with the title or you could not. Do you want to know what distinguishes the champions from the rest of the world? It's their mental game. It's all about the ability to focus in times of pressure and to tune out the noise and just be there, be present in the game. It's all about being able to manage and control the anxieties that you feel when it's go time. During this GNAT championship, the pressure was definitely on, but Lacey handled it like the champ that she is. I would say it's like talent and, you know, being somewhat in shape and having a good swing or whatever. But the others, I would say 75% is definitely mental. There's pressure on you, like no matter where you're at on the golf course. And it's all about how you're able to manage that pressure. And that's typically like you're trying to basically beat anywhere you go, the people you're playing against. So at Western, how I'll explain it is everyone on your team is ranked one through five on your top five. And then I would play with all the number one players. And then our number two would play with all the number two players and so on. So if your team, you know, now it's, it is based on score, but for the most part, let's say three of your five players beat out one of the teammate, the teams that you're playing against, you're probably going to end up beating that team most of the time. So that's kind of the mentality of, okay, how is she doing? How am I doing? How are my teammates doing? Do I need to shoot really low in order to help one of my teammates who's having a rough round? And you're also playing individually. So there's team, yeah, there's like team trophies and then there's individual trophies. And so for me, when I had transferred as a junior, I really wanted to make it to super regionals was like my, I, I was like, I did that freshman year on a team, but now if I can't do that on a team again, individually, I'm, I really want to make it to super regionals because you can go either individually or as a team. That was like a really big goal of mine. So every time I played, not only was I playing for my team and my school, who's basically paying for me to go to college, but I'm also playing for myself. And I'm also having to juggle school at the same time and 
everything else that's going on in my life. I just remember at the GNAC championship, it's like the final three holes, right? And I have no idea where other people are at on the golf course, except for the two people I'm playing with, who at the time were the, like, in my mind, they were the closest to me in, in scoring in their score. So, and I was at the time going into my final three holes, knowing I'm, I'm beating them. I don't necessarily know the exact number I was, but knowing, okay, I'm three holes away from winning the GNAC championship. Like basically my goal of being here at Western and, you know, you get nervous. Cause you're like, I could literally lose this. Like my, I could shank something here. Like all of those thoughts could easily pour into your mind. But the goal is basically to block it all out and just focus and do your routine and just play. Because if you start to think about it and think about how you're about to win, they're just, you get, I got shaky on the last hole. Like my hands are shaking because I just knew I was so close to it. I could like taste it, but it didn't mean that it was mine yet because I don't know how anybody else was doing. So handling, like, I just remember I, on the final hole, I hit my drive. I was in the fairway. I hit my eight iron, but I kind of chunked it a little bit and it was short of the green, but I mean like barely off the green. So I had to chip it. And I mean, all the teams are around the final green watching us. And so I've got like probably a hundred people, not maybe not a hundred, like 75 people at least around the green watching me play my final hole. And I have no idea where I'm at in comparison to everyone else, except for the two girls that I'm playing. And at that point I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to beat these girls, even if I like three putt here or something and get a bogey. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm still going to beat these girls, but I don't know how the people in front of me played. So I just need, let me just get my part and get out of here kind of thing. And you're also shaking and you're also freaking out and you have like a million eyes at you and you're just like, and, and you're like, I've wanted this so bad. Like I just want it so bad. And thankfully I am a pretty good chipper. And so I chipped it to like a foot of the hole and just tapped it in for my par. And immediately like my teammates and my, all the parents and stuff start freaking out and clapping. And I kind of knew then, okay, I think I clinched it. Like, I think I got it. Hugged my coach. It was like, it was like a very special moment for me. I was just like, this is what I came here to do. This is why I've worked so hard. Literally since I was a child, this is like something that I wanted to accomplish. And so I'm able to do that and say, not only have I won a college tournament, but I've also won like the GNAC championship. So it was just a really cool moment for me. But I mean, those last three holes, I just remember wishing, like, I just, I just wish I could just skip to the end. Like, I don't even want to like play this anymore. Like, I just want to be done. Like, and I ended up winning by two strokes because the girl who was in the group in front of me had like a crazy good day. And like, she, I think hit it in. She got like an eagle on the last hole from like hitting it in from like 160 yards or something which is like absurd. So, you know, had I choked on that last hole, like it could have gone a different way. So that was kind of what was so crazy to me just in that whole moment, because if you aren't mentally strong to push out those like thoughts of like, what could go wrong or the pressure of, I need to do this. Like you have to balance it and just play and kind of like empty your mind almost and trust yourself. Like have positive self-talk. That's like something that I believe so much in. And it was easy for me because I'm just a positive person naturally. But even if I'm struggling in a hole, not letting that define my next three holes ahead of me, like having to be able to 
put what happened behind you and just move on and like tell yourself like, oh, I just got a double bogey there. Okay. These next two holes, let me birdie them. Just moving on and knowing not to take things personally and put it on yourself. I think that's the hardest part. And that's where a lot of golfers really struggle. And, and then they are confused as why they're playing so bad and they'll blame it on, oh, my swings off or my putter was just terrible. I got to practice it for three hours. And it's, it's like, no, I think, yes, maybe the putts weren't going in, but your frustration built up to where you just gave up. Like that's typically what ends up happening. And I mean, you'll see it in professional players too. Like, again, like Jordan Spieth's a great example. He's at the masters. He's ahead by like three or four strokes and it comes up on this par three and hits it in the water like three times. You can just see the unraveling. You just see how one mistake can really skew someone's mental game. And then they just spiral. And then it's like, they can't, they can't even play golf anymore. And it's just because it's all in their head. It's not because they don't have the ability or they haven't practiced enough or they haven't done this. Most of the time, that's what what it is. And so, yeah, for, for me, I, my freshman year, of college versus my junior year were so different because I had learned how to mentally mature myself in pressure situations. And so now even like working or just being going to church or trying to do an event or things like that, I've become so calm in these high amounted pressure situations, which I'm super grateful for but I had to kind of learn and train myself how to get there. Um, And that's when you talk about the mental side of golf, that's kind of the, the epitome of it is how do you handle pressure and can you stay calm when things start to go wrong? Basically. When improving your mental game, some extremely beneficial tools are having positive self-talk using visualization techniques and incorporating rituals. You also don't have to be in an athletic space for these tools to be beneficial. Literally, they can be helpful in any situation where the pressure is on and you want to perform well. Lacey used all three to excel her game. If you ever watch like a professional tournament, when a player is about to, and and sometimes they have the same for every single swing that they have, meaning like whether they're hitting it off the tee or the fairway or putting, doesn't matter. That's how I, I am. But sometimes players have a routine for like only their tee shots, but then their fairways and their putting is the exact same or, you know, whatever they have their routines based on the individual person, meaning we call it a pre-shot routine. So it's okay. I'm visualizing the shot. I'm taking the same amount of practice swings that I do for every other shot. I'm not going to take one more, one less, because that's what I'm comfortable with. I know after I do this many, I'm going to be set. And it's almost like a trigger, like, um, like for me, I'll kind of explain mine. So I'll step behind the golf ball. I'll visualize, okay, where am I going to hit it? Where am I going to line up? You know, and I take into account like wind and elements and things like that, how my ball's lying. And I can do this all in a matter of seconds. So figure that out. I'm like, all right, here's where I'm going to aim it. I walk up next to the ball. I take two practice swings and then I look at it and I like, I like shrug my shoulders. Like I always kind of like loosen my shoulders. And then I, I do like one little wobble. I don't know how to explain it if you've never played golf, but it's basically like a wobble with my wrist, set it down. And then that's my trigger is like, right when I set it down, okay, let's go. And then I, I swing and hit, and it's almost a way to 
calm my thoughts, also be like, I've done this a million times, so I'm confident. And yep, it's ready. Like, here we go. And if there's ever a moment where I have a second of like, oh, wait, like, or, oh, I'm uncomfortable or wait, did I do that right? Like any second guess, I step away immediately and then I redo it. So it's this mode of like, I need to make sure I'm confident when I wiggle my wrist and then I set it down and then I go, I need to make sure I'm completely confident. I think exactly what I just saw is about to happen. I believe it. I'm going to go. So that's kind of the routine, especially with like putting and things like that. It can get a little tricky because you're having to read the greens, which can be really difficult. And you're trying to also make sure you know the speed and you have to be aware if there's grain, there's all these like elemental things that kind of go into putting. And you learn that over time as a golfer on how to read things and how to, and, and that's what practice rounds are for and putting practice putting greens. That's why before everyone goes off, there's a lot of people on the putting green because they're just trying to make sure they're confident in their speed and knowing how fast or slow the greens are going to be that day. For me, I always finish with a tee shot, which a lot of players don't do because they want to visually see the ball going in the hole. They'll do three footers at the very end, typically, to just watch the ball go in the hole a million times because then they're like, oh, I can do this. This is easy, you know? So that when they go out there, it's like when they have a three footer, they're not standing over it like, oh my gosh, I can't miss this, you know? They're like, oh, I just did this like, 20 times right before I teed off. For me, it's my first tee shot. I just have to see myself hit one straight drive and I'm ready and then I can move on. But yeah, so it's kind of the routine. And that's why the practice beforehand, like I'm talking the warmups are so vital to golfers. I mean, I'm sure that's with most sports, but I know, especially for golfers, how you warm up is so important because it's mentally preparing you basically for how you're going to play the rest of the day. So if you're hitting it really rough on the driving range, you've got to learn how to forget about it and like, just say, Oh, I'm just swinging. Like this isn't going to happen on the golf course. And that takes time and practice. And then you finish with putting because that's what you're confident. And you always want to end with what you're confident with. And for me, it was my driver. If I was like, if I'm hitting my driver straight on the, on the range, I'm about to go win. Like that's, that's how I, that was the kind of confidence that it gave me. Um, and everybody has that in a different area of, of golf is what, what are they going to end with? That's going to leave them thinking I'm about to go win. You know, that's kind of the mindset, at least that you want to step into before you go tee off and play your 18 holes. So although her senior season got cut short, Lacey's collegiate career ended on a good note. And technically due to COVID, she was the reigning champ for two years. And when you're this good at something, it doesn't leave you just because you stop competing. I think I really, I love the game of golf and I would really like to coach. My only thing is I would want to do it at the college level for sure. Like, I don't know if I could do junior golf, like coaching. I would, I think I would like it. I just, my passion would be to build a team and, and have that, you know, I, I know what they're thinking. I know what they're feeling and I know they want to win and I know they're competitive Otherwise, they wouldn't even be here, you know? Lacey played golf for about 15 to 20 years of her life. And as she's transitioning and figuring out her next role within the sport, we wish her the best. I'm Iowa Kindumila, and this is Clear Minds, Full Hearts. 